Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com as well as rate, review of iTunes. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد الشاكرين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي السلام عليكم ورحمه So we always try to remind us of the sequence and to remind us of the fact that this surah is revealed at the time when Islam was still new. Very few people have accepted Islam. Uh, and those who have accepted Islam, according to a narration in uh, the seerah of Ibn Ishaq, that Abu Jahl, Amr bin Hisham bin Makhzum, he was making the following statement. He says, anyone who accepts Islam, if you belong to a, if you have your own prestige, let's say if you have honor in your community, we will make sure that we will dishonor you. If you are a Muslim, you accept Islam, and you have certain name, certain prestige, we will go after you to discredit you in the society. If you are a merchant, if you, have, if you are a merchant, and you have some trade going on, we will make sure that your trade will go bankrupt, will go after you, so no one will buy or sell from you. Which means a total war against Islam and those who accept uh, Islam. And if you are weak, which means you don't belong to a big tribe, you don't belong to the merchants, we will go after you to torture you until you leave Islam. So that's the situation at the time when this surah was revealed. And among those people, who were targeted by Abu Jahl and his elites, in fact, from uh, uh, Umayyah bin Khalaf, from the tribe of Bani Jumah, was Bilal radiallahu So Bilal accepts Islam, just like Abu Bakr accepts Islam, like Uthman bin Affan, like Abd rahman bin Awf, but Abd rahman bin Awf is a man of trade, so they go after his trade, so they cannot torture him. Abu Bakr radiallahu they cannot go after Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr is a well-known person, so they go after discrediting him. And the Prophet Muhammad he is from Bani Hashim, from the sons of Abdul Muttalib. So they cannot go after him physically, so they start saying he's crazy, he's majnoon, he's insane. So they go after him, but Bilal, they go after him physically. 
So it's narrated that Umayyah bin Khalaf, who used to own Bilal, and Bilal was a slave of Umayyah, once Bilal accepted Islam, he would take him to the desert, drag him to the desert, and torture him and beat him up. And one of the techniques that Umayyah used to do is to bring a very huge rock and put it on the chest of Bilal and starts beating him. And the only thing Bilal would say, Ahadun Ahad. Umayyah keeps asking him and forcing him, you have to disown Muhammad you have to deny Islam, you have to reject the belief in Allah And mind you, Bilal is an example of those who really stood fast. He was able to stand up for Islam and to, to, to be very firm in his belief in Islam. There are many others or few others who could not do what Bilal have done. They were not able to do so. But Bilal was one of those who was able to stand up against all oppression, against all tyranny, against all torture. And it's narrated that the Prophet used to pass by Bilal and listen to him saying, Ahadun Ahad. And the Prophet says, Ahadun Tunjika Ya Bilal. The word Ahad will indeed save you, Ya Bilal. This Ahad calling upon Allah Azza wa Jalla, Allah is the one and only one, is the unique God, that will save you. Umar radiallahu keeps referring to Bilal, Sayyidna Bilal. And Sayyid means our master, our elite, our supervisor, our big guy. Umar radiallahu the one that we know is Umar, Umar is uh, from the top tribes of Mecca, of Quraysh. Very strong man, his brain is very strong, but he used to refer to Bilal, Sayyiduna Bilal, radiyallahu And Waraqa bin Nawfal, there is another story, and now I will, I will say why I am bringing all of this about Bilal. Waraqa bin Nawfal used to pass by Bilal and hear him saying, Ahadun Ahad. Ahadun Ahad, and Waraqa bin, you know who is Waraqa bin Nawfal? Waraqa bin Nawfal is the uncle of Khadija, radiyallahu anha. He is the first man that the Prophet approached him when he received the revelation. When he received the wahi, he went with Khadija to Waraqa, and Waraqa was one of the few people in Mecca who did not bow down to the idols. He never worshipped idols. He always thought that a god, a god cannot be one of these idols. A god has to be someone with extreme power, with creation, with ability, so he knew that the idol worshipping in Mecca was wrong even before Muhammad became a messenger. So Khadija knew about Warqa, used to be called one of the Muwahideen. And Muwahid is the one who believes in the oneness of Allah Azza wa Jalla, oneness of God. So Muhammad when he received the message, he went to Warqa, and Warqa bin Nawfal, he told them, Abshir, this is a glad tidings that what you have received, what you are telling me, means that you are a prophet and a messenger, and you will receive lots of this type of wahi and revelation. So, now Waraka, he continued to live. Apparently he didn't accept Islam because the, the, this at least story, when he passed by Bilal, he used to tell Bilal, indeed ya Bilal, he is ahadun ahad. Haqqan ya Bilal, ahadun ahad. So Waraka was telling Bilal, just keep on it. This is what you are saying is right. And he was condemning Umayyah. He was telling Umayyah al-Khalaf, what you are doing to this man is wrong, is oppression, and Allah will punish you for that. And then he said, if you kill this man, if Bilal is killed, why you are torturing him, 
Wallahi لَأَتَّخِذَنَّ عَلَيْهِ حَنَّانًا means I will make out of his place, the place where he's killed, a place that I will continue to commemorate and I will continue to, to remember and I will continue to cry on because Hannan means the cause of cry, the cause of tears, something that will bring tear into my eyes every time I pass by this place. So that's what the situation of Milan. Now, more so, here comes the story of Bakr comes in and he looks to Umayyah and he talks to Umayyah. He says, Umayyah, what you are doing, أَلَا فِي هَذَا الرَّجُلِ Don't you fear Allah? Now, it's very interesting. Abu Bakr knows that Umayyah is not a Muslim. He doesn't know Allah. But he continues to scare him with Allah. أَلَا Don't you fear that Allah will punish you for this? You should release this man. Now, Umayyah tells Abu Bakr, the only reason I am torturing this person is because of you. You and your sahib, you and your friend, you have polluted his mind, so he rebelled against me and against my religion. If you are so keen and careful and, and very concerned about him, why don't you free him? Why don't you release him? So Bakr, in one narration, he says, I have a slave, Bakr has a slave, who is still not a Muslim. He told Umayyad, Will you exchange? Give me Bilal and I will give you mine. So Bilal will be mine and I will free him. And then you will take this Jahil, another slave, who is still a kafir or a mushrik. In another narration, this is one, one story, but in Ibn Ishaq he talks about Abu Bakr, he brought 10 ounces of gold, 10 ounces of gold to buy Bilal to purchase him. And what he did, once he did, a person approached Abu Bakr and he told him, you know, Umayyah ibn Khalaf was sick and tired of Bilal. If you gave him only one ounce, he would have accepted. What Abu Bakr says, he says, Wallahi, if they asked me hundred ounces, I would have paid for it. So the issue is not the money, I want to save this Bilal. Now why all of this story? Well, all of this because Allah recorded this event in the surah. Because the last part of the surah, which we did not do, which says, وَسَيُجَنَّبُهَا الْأَتْقَى الَّذِي يُؤْتِي مَالَهُ يَتَزَكَّى وَمَا لِأَحَدٍ عِنْدَهُ مَنْ نَعْمَةٍ تُجْزَى إِلَّا بْتِغَاءَ وَجْهِ رَبِّهِ الْأَعْلَى وَلَسَوْفَ يَرْضَى The hellfire, now the previous ayat, talks about Nar. It says, إِنَّ لَنَا لَلْآخِرَةَ وَالْأُولَى We have the, the dunya and the other life. فَأَنْدَرْتُكُمْ نَارًا تَلَظَّى I'm warning you that there will be a hellfire. Stay away from it. Make sure that you don't do anything that leads you to hellfire. The one that will burn only الشقي, the miserable, الأشقى. لا يصلها إلا الأشقى. الأشقى, and we talked about that in Surah Al-A'la, الأشقى is the one who is the most miserable, who is the most misguided, is the one that actually rebels against Allah Azzawajal, takes all paths against what Allah Azzawajal says. You know, Allah reveals guidance, reveals uh, Quran, sends the prophets, sends the messengers, sends the guidance, sends the scales, sends the rules, there are ahkam shari'i, everything is fine. And then someone, he chooses to go against all of that, that is al-ashqa. That's on one side. وَسَيُجَنَّبُهَا الْأَتْقَى However, and I spoke about this, will avoid that, will avoid Jahannam, Al-Atqa. And last time when I was here two weeks ago, 
I made a distinction between the word يجنب or يتجنب. Remember in Surah Al-A'la, the word وسيتجنبها الأشقى. يتجنب means he will take all precautions or all tools or all necessary steps to avoid the, the jannah there. There, In Surah Al-A'la was talking about Jannah. Who is going to, to go astray and not go into Jannah is Al-Ashqa. Which I just mentioned, who is Al-Ashqa is the one who does not follow the rules of Allah Azza wa Jal. He violates all the rules of Allah Azza wa Jal. Therefore, he is shaqi. He is miserable. He is not happy. He is absolutely unhappy. In this ayah, he says, Yujannab. Yujannab means Allah will tilt him away. There, when he talks about the kuffar, the mushrikeen, the kafir, he takes all type of steps necessary to go against the path of Allah. Therefore, he does not go to Jannah with his own will, with his own power, with his own intention. Yatajannab. Here, Allah says, Al Atqa, when it comes to Jahannam, when I avoid Jahannam, Allah is telling me, all you have to do is be on the right path. Be on the path that Allah gave you, then you jannamuha. Then Allah will take you away from Jahannam. It's with the help of Allah we will be tempted away from Jahannam and we will be successful going to Jahannam. So this linguistic type of the, the choice of verbs is very interesting. And only the Quran can do that. Quite often, especially when you are talking about the same issue, the same topic, quite often our verbs and our choice of words is not that accurate. There is very, there is very high accuracy on the selection of words. So here he says, وَسَيُجَنَّبُهَا الْأَتْقَى الْأَتْقَى is a derivative of the word taqi. And taqi, taqi is the one who is pious, the one who fears Allah Azza wa Jal. Actually, I usually I don't like to use to translate the word taqi or taqwa or fear because fear means khashya taqwa or taqi is the one who avoids something who is careful because sometimes when I say uh, uh, if you are walking uh, along the street and then there is a big rock or there is a big hole I say tawaqqa ittaqi means avoid that be careful don't fall in have your own caution, be cautious, so you don't get into, into a hole, into something, into a bump, into something, into, into a bump, into something that's, uh, that's harmful. Avoid the harm, avoid the wrath of Allah Azza wa Be cautious that Allah Azza wa does not catch you in a place, in a position where he doesn't like it, where he hates them. So Al-Atqa, Al-Atqa is the one who is the absolutely most cautious. As far as Allah Azza wa he's always alert. He's the most alert person for the words of Allah Azza wa So Allah says here, say, al-atqa. Who is he now? Now, he's giving characteristics. He gives the money, he pays, so that he becomes purified. Remember, al-zakat al-mal is to purify our money, so our money becomes acceptable by Allah Azza wa barakah. But here, he is paying, so he himself becomes zaki. Yatazakka means he is pure, his level is raised up, he is closer to Allah Azza he is absolutely pleased with whatever Allah Azza wants him to. 
That's the word yatazakka. In fact, we use the word zaki or for, for food. When the food is absolutely good, it's all balanced, all scaled, all the spices are right. Every day the food is, we say zaki, which means good. The more tazakka, there is perfection. So perfection is a tazkiyah. So when I go always stream upward, I'm making tazkiyah. So I'm perfecting myself. I'm getting closer to Allah Azza I want to do things more and more and more. I don't want to do the minimum. Sometimes we go by the minimum. Like how many times I have to pray? Five times a day. The fund. Okay, I can go with the minimum. Two, four, four, three, two, four. That's it. Without sunnah. Can I make it that way? I can. In principle, that's all I have to do. That's the minimum. Some people go with the minimum. Now here, a person like Allah is talking about the zakah, he's going for the maximum. And that's why when Abu Bakr, when he was told, if, if you gave or offered one ounce of gold, then Umayyah would have taken it. He said, if he asked me for 100, I would have given so he's paying the maximum, not the minimum. Because there, someone is telling him, you could have done with the minimum. Abu Bakr says, no, I could have done with the maximum. He gives his money. And the money, brothers, and the wealth, is the, one of the biggest tests for Muslims is when it comes to money. our time and our nafs it's not as expensive as costly or as dear to us as our money quite often some people give up their lives but they don't give, don't give up their money so the issue of money Allah Azza wa Jal here he is using it right from the very beginning when he says he began with it you give and you you, you, you are alert for Allah Azza wa Jal you have taqwa and then he says that on the other side you hold your hand tight so you don't give so right from the very beginning the surah is emphasizing this issue of giving you have to give and this money is not my money because the issue when I give the money and I make myself zaki I raise my level with tazkiyah with perfection because I already know this is not mine it's Allah Allah gave me this money and he entrusted me with this money. So my wealth is a trust from Allah That notion that Abu Bakr had in his brain and Abdul Rahman bin Awf and Musab and, and uh, Hamza and all of these earlier Sahaba, they knew, they understood that this wealth is from Allah I am entrusted with the wealth that Allah has given me. So I have to spend in the cause of Allah I have to spend. And the Sahaba, the earlier Sahaba did. And this is an example of that. Abu Bakr paid to save Bilal. Now, another story here, which is the, the, the father of Abu Bakr, Abu Quhafa. Abdullah Abu Bakr, his name is Abdullah bin Quhafa. So his father comes to Abu Bakr and says, Yeah, Abu Bakr, oh my son, I see that you are spending. Now, his father was not a Muslim yet. He accepted Islam after the conquest of Mecca. So he's a Muslim. But he likes his son. And he sees what his son is doing. He says, Yeah, Baba. I see that you are spending your money and you are saving many of those slaves. He, Abu Bakr, he purchased, he 
bought with his own money seven slaves, Muslims, so that he saves them and he rescues them and he frees them so that they become immune for the torture. So his father is saying, if you spend your money instead of going after those women, many of them were women, Jariyat, they are weak. Instead of going after women who are not going to support you, why don't you go for strong men? Like Bilal, for example. And all those slaves who are strong, at least if you slay, if you free them, they become your power. They give you power, they will be your support. You could use them. Abu Bakr tells him, Subhanallah, that's not what I am after. Innama uridu ma urid. I want what I want. Meaning, I want the pleasure of Allah Azza wa Jal. I want the taqwa of Allah Azza wa Jal. And that's the reference here that yukti malahu yatazakka. He gives his money only to raise his status, his nafs, so that he becomes closer to the being a'abdu of Allah Azza wa Jal. And then the next ayah, it says, وَمَا لِأَحَدٍ عِنْدَهُ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ تُجْزَى He does not do less in return of any favor. And that's the notion which I just mentioned. The father of Abu Bakr is telling him, do something that gives you something back in return. You are paying and paying, you are doing it. So might as well, and there are Muslims, many Muslims who were under the torture, like Bilal, there are many of them. So go after these people so that you could at least utilize them. Allah Azza wa Jal is saying, ah, Abu Bakr is not that kind of person. He does whatever he does, not for any favor. وَمَا لِأَحَدٍ عِنْدَهُ مِنْ نَعْمَةٍ تُجْزَانٍ He does not, he does not perform any act in return of a favor that he is waiting for. نَعْمَةٍ تُجْزَانٍ تُجْزَانٍ means I will be rewarded with a na'mah with some favor, with something good. إِلَّا ابْتِغَاءَ وَجْهَ رَبِّهِ الْأَعْلَى The only thing, إِلَّا means except for. The only thing he is up to is ابْتِغَاءَ وَجْهَ رَبِّهِ الْأَعْلَى for. The face, looking up for the face of Allah Azza wa Jal, his Rabb al-A'la. And remember Surah Sabbah Isma Rabbika al-A'la, the previous Surah, it has already been revealed. So Rabbaka already, now, because now we talk, we have the entire Qur'an. At the time of Bakr did not have the entire Qur'an. He had Sabbah Isma Rabbika al-A'la. So the Qur'an was saying, Sabbah Isma Rabbika al-A'la. Glorify the name of your Rabb who is the highest. Work for your Rabb who is the highest. Try to please your Rabb who is the highest level. So, Sabbah Isma Rabbika al-A'la was an ayah that was revealed just before this surah. And here Allah Azza wa Jal is saying that Abu Bakr is making whatever he is making for his Rabb al-A'la. Immediate. Look at this immediate reaction to an ayah. The ayah was just revealed. The surah al-A'la, just the first, the last surah revealed before Allah, Sambih isma rabbika al-A'la. What does he say here? Ibtigha'a wajhi rabbihi al-A'la. So wajhi rabbihi al-A'la for the sake of his Rabb al-A'la, Meaning that Abu Bakr and of course the rest of the Sahaba did act, did act immediately on that surah. 
So that surah, remember those who were here when I talked about Sambih Isma Rabbika Al-A'la, Sambih Isma Rabbika Al-A'la does not only mean Subhanallah, Subhanallah, because some people them say, oh, what this means is you after you do the prayer, you sit down and you say, Subhanallah, Rabbi Al-A'la, Subhanallah, Rabbi Al-A'la, 33 times. No, that's not what it means. Sambih Isma Rabbika Al-A'la means you have to recognize that your Allah, that Allah is your highest Rabb. He is your Rabb and He is the highest. You have to recognize that and you have to appreciate it and you have to glorify it and you have to do all your actions based on the fact that your Rabb is Al-A'la. So now, the way Abu Bakr understood that, the way he understood it and he did on it, he went to Umayyah bin Khalaf and he paid him the money and he took Bilal and he freed Bilal and he said, this is for Rabbi Al-A'la. So if I want to understand what does Sabbih Isma Rabbika Al-A'la mean, I will see what did the Sahaba do immediately. And it's not only a year later. In fact, in the Tafsir of Ibn Kathir, he narrates a story. One of the Sahaba, he says that he was asked from the Tabi'in, how did you follow the Qur'an? He told him, the way we took the Qur'an, we would go to the Prophet and ask him about to teach us some of the Qur'an, either new revelation or older revelation. And he says, we will take few ayat, four, five, ten ayat, depends how much he can tolerate. Then we will leave. We don't want to hear more. We take this ayat, we memorize them, we understand them, we act upon them, we practice them. Then we come back to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Rasulullah, give us more. Ya Rasulullah, give us more. So it's not the attitude of sitting here and reading the Quran from cover to cover, finish it three times a month or four times a month or once a month. That's not the attitude. The attitude is, Sambih isma rabbika al-a'la, and here I perform my money, I give my money in the cause of Allah Azza wa Jal, for the sake of Rabbi Al-A'la. I give my money for Rabbi Al-A'la. I give my time for Rabbi Al-A'la. I give my knowledge for Rabbi Al-A'la. I give my word of truth for Rabbi Al-A'la. I take stand for Rabbi Al-A'la. I make the da'wah for Rabbi Al-A'la. All of this, I never be reluctant on issues that are related to Islam because of my Rabbi Al-A'la. I will never give in, give in for anything that is not Islam, and I will not compromise any of the Islamic ideas or thoughts or, 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 or concepts or ahkam for anything. Ibtigha Rabbiyan Ala. That's how Abu Bakr did it. So here, the notions when you start looking at these ayat flowing one after another, you say, oh, subhanAllah, these Sahaba, they were quick. Quick in understanding, quick in acting, quick in, in, in using this. And they don't take, take this ayat lightly. It's not a word, so I will say, Subhana Rabbi Al-Ala. No, it's not that. They act on it. He said, and this is in reference, most of the Mufassirin, they said this is in reference to Abu, to Abu Bakr, where he said, I am doing this to his father only, only because of Allah Azza wa Jal. إِنَّ مَأُرِدُ مَأُرِدُ وَلَسَوْفَ يَرْضَى and here Allah Azza wa Jalla, here is the comfort. 
You do it for the sake of Allah. Allah will please you. And it's very interesting. Allah is promising that this person, a human who does that, he will make him satisfied. He will satisfy you. He will please you. The Prophet Allah he also talked to the Prophet that he will be pleased. Like in Surah Al-Duha, where he said, Duha إِذَا سَجَمَ وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى Right? Allah told Muhammad he will give you so that you will be pleased. Here, he will say the Sahaba or the person or the Muslims who give up to Allah Allah will make you pleased. Quite often, it becomes interesting to see some contrast when Musa السلام, Musa is a prophet, he's a messenger of Allah He came, he left Ben Israel in one position and he went in the Mount of Sinai in order to, because that's the place where Allah talked to him. So he knew that this is a place if I go back, maybe Allah will talk to him. He's eager. And then a question Allah puts it, it's in the Quran, says, Why have you come so fast? What brought you so fast? You should have stayed with your folks. He said, I speeded up, I came so fast so that you would be pleased. That you, Allah, will be pleased. Which is good. That's he's hoping that Allah will be pleased with him. When it came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah is telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَلِسَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى Allah says, I want to please you, Muhammad. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was doing everything by the letter. Absolutely, as is. As Allah azawajal told him, when he said, وَاسْتَقِمْ كَمَا أُمِرْتِ Stick to the path as being told. And the Sahaba of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, at least some of them, they raised to the level that level where Allah himself says, I want to please you. It's not that you are, I know that you are pleasing me. I know you want me to be pleased. So when Allah says, وَلَسَوْفَ يَرْضَى means Allah has been pleased and therefore he will please you. Because Allah will not please you if he is not, if he is angry. So that goes without saying that he is already pleased. And that's what Abu Bakr wanted. He wanted to please Allah Azawajal, but Allah Azawajal skips that part and he says, This man, he will be pleased. I will please him. What is so Allah? Allah Azawajal, part of the quote unquote, paying back or putting it back or giving it back to Abu Bakr. In, uh, during the migration, when the Prophet was to migrate and Abu Bakr, he wanted to leave just like everybody else because he knows now the Prophet ﷺ, he ordered the Sahaba to migrate because the new, the new state of Islam is being built. There is a state being composed, uh, it's coming up, and people are migrating one after another. So Abu Bakr, he thought that it's about time. So he comes to the Prophet ﷺ and says, Let me, Ya Rasulullah, permit me to leave. 
And the Prophet tells him, stay Allah, wait. Allah may choose for you a sahib, a friend. And in the Quran, Allah called Abu Bakr Sahib Rasulullah. He gave him the title. We have all the Sahaba are Ashab, we know. We call them the Ashab because we know that they have been with the Prophet Umar, Hamza, Rahman, Abdul Rahman bin Awf, Zubair bin Awam, Talha bin Ubaidullah, Sa'ad bin Ubaidah, Sa'ad bin all of these are Ashab, we know. This is not, this is something that we know as uncertainty. But out of all of these, Abu Bakr, Allah Azzawajal gave him the title of Sahib in the Quran, where he says in the, in the ayah, إِلَّا تَنْصُرُهُ فَقَدْ نَصَرَهُ If you don't provide him victory, to the people of Mecca or Quraysh or anyone who, who fails to provide the support to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah will do it. فَقَدْ نَصَرَهُ اللَّهُ The kuffar have evicted him out of his home. One of two, meaning the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is one and there is yet a second one. They are in the cave. This is in the Quran. He is telling his sahib. So Muhammad Abu Bakr is the Sahib of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by the statement of the Quran. This is something we worship Allah when we read it in the Quran. So now Abu Bakr, or we can go and talk about Abu Bakr for a long time. But the idea, what I want to drive out of this is what is it that made Abu Bakr? What is it that shaped the mentality of Abu Bakr? What is it that shaped his nafs? What is it that brought him up to that level? So he, he closes his eyes, he picks his money, he pays it, and he grabs whatever he wants. He doesn't care about what, how much money he is spending for the sake of Allah Azza wa He does not mind standing up to Umayyah bin Khalaf or when he was tortured in Bilal. He does not mind standing up for Abu Jahl. When he found that Abu Jahl was trying to, to, to kick the Prophet and beat him up, he came and stood between the Prophet and, and Abu Jahl and he said, Are you killing a man because he is saying, Rabbi Allah, Allah is my Rabb? And then they beat him. Oh. Isn't that made of Bakr? And as I said, the Quran was not revealed in its totality yet. This is not the ninth surah. If you collect all of these surahs, they become in one of those small, tiny little booklets of Quran. Just add those ayat. There are very few, barely, probably less than 200 ayat altogether. Those first nine, nine surah, 200, maybe 300 ayat. I, don't, I did not count them, but anyway, there are very few. So what really made Abu Bakr made out of him that strong asadir is that strong iman, that understanding, that deep, 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 deep understanding that Allah is indeed a Rabb al-A'la. And once I know that Allah is a Rabb al-A'la, there is no other Rabb that can match him. And pay attention to my wording, no other Rabb that can match him because people do designate other entities as Rabb. We believe in one and only one Rabb. But the world around us, they have many Arbaab. The priest is a Rabb, the Rabbi is a Rabb, some of our shnuch become rabb. Some shnuch, those who sell their deen and they make the halal and the haram, they twist 
they become wrong. Someone is asked for a fatwa to justify for Bashar al-Assad, he gives him the fatwa. He is making himself wrong. So the Arbaam are many. Fir'aun, he made himself Arab. Abu Jahl, he thought of himself as Arab. Today, America thinks of itself as Arab for the world, in the world order. The Security Council thinks of itself as Arab. Russia thinks of itself as Arab. There are many, every, there are all types of Arab. So Abu Bakr now comes to realize that the highest of these, the highest one that has the highest absolute position is Allah Azza wa Jal. Rabbi Al-A'la. My Rabb is Al-A'la. Al-A'la, Al-A'la, it's a word that's derived from Ulu. Ulu sometimes means height, higher. But in the Quran, the word Ulu has always been associated with height, with power. Your level is higher with power. Because read in Surah Al-Isra, if you will, where it says, about Bani Israel, when there was there will come a time when you will occupy the masjid, you will have absolutely majestical power. In the Quran talks about Fir'aun, in Fir'aun ala fil Fir'aun became Ali. Ali means not only his higher position is on top of a mountain. No. The Ali al-A'la means with absolute highest power. So Al-A'la is the one with the highest, strongest, uh, most significant, with no comparison whatsoever in any attribute. So Al-Bakr came to realize that Allah Azza wa Jal is the absolute, the one with the highest, absolute, high, highest power, Al-A'la. So given that, given that, he will not give any consideration to any other one. Leave alone slave. Abu Jahl, Abu Reed bin Mughira, Mayya bin Khalaf, those are nothing in the mind of Abu Bakr because he understands Rabbi Al-Adam. When he reads the first ayah, اقرأ باسم ربك الذي خلق خلق الإنسان من علق That is enough for Abu Bakr to realize that the Rabb, the one and only one who deserves to be a Rabb is the Creator, الذي خلق. Anyone who does not create put him aside. That is enough for him. When Allah Azza wa Jal, when Allah Azza wa Jal, in this surah, in this surah, when he says, فَسَنُيَسِّرُهُ لِلْيُسْرَى فَأَمَّا مَنْ أَعْطَى وَصَدَّقَ مِنْ حُسْنَى فَسَنُيَسِّرُهُ لِلْيُسْرَى If you pay from your, the depth of your heart and the, the most dear to you from your money, if you pay, and you have taqwa, سَنُيَسِّرُهُ لِلْيُسْرَى we will definitely provide you with a good path. We will help you, we will support you, we will open all the paths for you. So he knows that. So those ayat that were revealed, not understanding that Muhammad is a true messenger. He's a messenger. And he says, when he was, he was asked, how is it possible that you believe that Muhammad would go to Jerusalem and come back in the same mind? He says, SubhanAllah, I believe what is even more, more, more complicated. I believe that he gets the, the message from the, from the heavens from Allah momentarily. How is it that I wouldn't believe that he would go to Al-Quds and come back? As-Saddiq. As-Saddiq is the opposite of al-Mukaddir. 
المكلم is the one who denies and keeps reluctant. المصدق is the one who says الحمد لله yes الحمد لله yes this is what Allah عز وجل reveals and I will accept that. So that is what made Abu Bakr. So the question for us all the time here is we have to look into ourselves those ayat those few surahs are enough to shape up our personality they are enough to shape up our minds they are enough to shape up to shape up our nafs our souls so that we become very strong believers so we can give up whatever dear to us for the sake of Allah azza wa jal Nothing more, nothing less. I will not be doing this for the sake of, oh, we just have to meet together and be friends. Or for the sake of, let's put this so that we can sell this later on. Maybe somebody can purchase the YouTubes or the videos. That is not right. Or for the sake of, oh, this brother is becoming a alim, mashallah. We don't do that. We can do that. The only thing we do that is means that I want I want the word of Allah to be the highest. Allah is my Rabbul therefore the word of Allah, the Sharia of Allah, the Ahkam of Allah, the Quran of Allah, the message of Allah, the Islam of Allah has to be the highest. That is my purpose. That should be your purpose. That should be his purpose, his purpose, everybody's purpose. That's what we should be doing. That is what made Abu Bakr the one who deserves from Allah Azza wa Jal. I hope and pray Allah that Allah will please us in the same manner He pleased Abu Bakr. So that we will get this satisfaction and this pleasure. And I would like to stop right here because uh, just for your information, uh, I have to catch the, uh, we have a session at Bolingbrook Masjid. It will begin at 8 o'clock right after Maghrib prayer. So the social system of Islam. So I'd like to uh, stop right here. I, I, can, I can entertain a couple of comments or questions if there are any. Uh, if not, then we can go. But if there are comments or questions, please, I still have some few minutes. And that's the end of Surah Al-Layli. Any uh, question, comment, anybody wants to add, contribute to this slide? Uh, Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com. 